Great, great worship service. Great. Matter of fact, let's just give God a hand this morning. Because if it wasn't for what he done, it wouldn't be a good life, would it? It wouldn't be a good life. It wouldn't be a good eternity. And that's basically what we're going to talk about this morning is grace by faith. But firstly, we need to do this. Father, show us what we need to see. Tell us what we need to hear. Teach us what we need to learn. I learn more and more every time I open the Bible. I, I mean, I'll just be honest with you. What I don't like to learn is conviction <laughs> when I'm reading the Bible. You, you know, we're, we're all like that. We're all the same. We're all human. I'm going to be in Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going to pick up where Joey left off. He left off in a good spot. Just to start with a little humor, I told my wife, I said, you're lucky that he didn't leave off in the, in the chapters of uh, wives submit to your husbands. <laughs> and she didn't stall. She didn't pause. She said, well, I was planning on leaving after Sunday school anyway. <laughs> so we both had a good laugh right off the bat. But the, these scriptures really hit home. Joy may have did it on purpose for me. I, I don't know. I'm just going to read verses 1 through 3 to start with. As for you, as for me, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us, every single one of us that are here today lived among them at one time gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts like the rest. We were by nature deserving of wrath. Now, boy, I just messed up. We all, every single person here has a past. Every single one of us has a past. My past may be uglier than yours. Your past may be, your past may be a little uglier than mine. Who, who knows? Some, some of us were raised our whole lives in church. I was drugged in and out of every church. You can imagine Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Some of you may have been raised in literally hell on earth, never knowing anything about Jesus, never knowing about Christ, never even knowing anything about a church other than you pass by a church building on every corner in Morehouse and Ashley County. Don't know. Paul tells us it don't matter how we were raised. It does not matter how our past was. It, it, it doesn't matter our background. We were dead in our transgressions and in our sins. We were spiritually dead. Man, if it wasn't for what he done, we were spiritually dead. You think about all the, all the way back to Adam and Eve. I can't imagine being that fully spiritually alive, walking and talking with God in the cool of the evening, and to lose it. 
just to lose it. Can't imagine it. Let me tell you something. It's no different today if you do not know Christ. You are spiritually dead. I know it's not a popular thing to call somebody out and call them not a Christian. Only, I can't tell you whether you're a Christian or not. I'm just letting you know if you don't know Christ, your person, or Savior this morning, you are walking, talking, spiritually dead. I make no apologies for that. That's what the Scripture says. Paul spells out the problem. We, 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 we followed the world. We liked the world. We loved our flesh. We, we did the things of the world. We did every, I did everything possible to make me feel good. It was all about me, all about I, because I'm pretty much a, a pretty self-centered person now. Y'all can talk to her about that after church. We all are to an extent. I may be more than you. But we followed the ways of Satan, the ruler of the world, the ruler of the air, the one that's been let loose, walking to and fro, seeing who he can devour, right? I don't know about you. When I look around about everything going on in our communities, our towns, our country, our world, this outdated book seems to be pretty spot on to what's going on to date. That's all you hear. The Bible doesn't, it doesn't pertain to us. It's outdated. It's no good. It means nothing to us. The Bible is simply, it means nothing. It was for them back in those days. But it applies to us today. When I read it, it applies to me. You know, I, 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 talking about the world, I, I look around and I see people that, that are in the same situation that I was in. The same, the, the same I, even though I was raised in church and, and, and I professed to be a Christian at eight years old, got baptized, knowing nothing about it, tried to follow God a few years and tried to do the right things, and then I'm going to do my own thing. I see it. I see it everywhere I go. You don't matter. You turn on TV; it's pretty evident. Pretty evident. The whole world's doing that. They're doing whatever we want to be. You know, I, I was the drunk. I was the adulterer. I was. I was the drug addict. I, I, I was the liar. You can fill in the blank for yourself. However you want to put it there. Whatever you need to put in that blank. And, and even now in our churches, we we have too many people straddling the fence. Too many people that just want to hear a, 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 a feel-good sermon. We have too many folks that come to church just so others can see them at church. We have a lot of politicians go to church. I'm not saying they're bad politicians. I'm just using that for an example. And we have too many pastors and preachers that, that cave to what the people want to hear versus the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I, I, I believe this book is up to date with what's going on today. 
I believe it spells out everything that's happening today. Paul warned us about it in 2 Timothy 4.3. He said, The time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, <laughs> to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Man, oh man, God forgive us. Man, oh man, God forgive me. I'm so glad when I leave church on Sunday mornings when Joey's preaching that, that I walk out of here thinking or saying, I need to work on that. You know? I need to work. Not that, oh God, I thank you for letting me go to church. I'm such a good person. I need to work on that. I need to work on being nicer to my wife. Doing more things for her. Thousands of churches, thousands of people this morning are gathered in huge sanctuaries all across this nation getting a pep talk and a feel-good sermon. That's what they're getting. And I'll tell you, the backbone of that, it's not the problem with not being saved. It's the problem with not studying the Word. I'm not saying those people are lost. I'm just saying they've got to study the Word. Well, you'll know the difference. Why are they doing that? Why, 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 why do we have so many people that, that are, are gathering just to hear what they want to hear? Because we love our flesh. Man, we say we love Jesus. We, we, we claim, oh, yeah, I go to church. I love Jesus. This and that. And, and, and you love your flesh more. You love the world more. You love everything about the world. We love all the technologies of the world, because I do too, other than I can't use them because I'm so dumb. Barely work my smartphone. I ain't got no iPad. It's my iPad. I'm, I, the comfort, we're too comfortable, really. Everything is, 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 set, is set for us. Everything. Joan asked me the other night, why, why, why do you turn that automatic dimmer off on the, on the car? I mean, it'll dim us. I said, because I ain't lazy. I want to dim them when I want to dim them. I, I mean, er, everything's set out before us. It's just said that pe people will, will, will gather to hear a feel-good sermon versus the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, we've pushed God out of everything, everything. We have pushed God slap out of everything for fear of having to add something, something other God to it. That's why we don't have prayer in school. So we have to have prayer in school. We've got to have everybody else's religion in on it, right? So we've just pushed God out. And it's sad that they will gather in big crowds around people and here's, here's the kicker. Here's, here's how much you love your flesh. You gather with these people because you want, a justif you want justification for your sin. That's really where it lies. You want justification for your, for your sins, for what you're doing wrong, because if they're doing it, well, it's probably okay too. <laughs> he went on and says, Furthermore, in Romans, Paul says this in Romans one twenty eight. 
And, and I believe God is doing this right here today. He's been doing it forever, but it's more evident today in this country than ever before. Romans one twenty eight says, Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind. So they do what ought not to be done. Can I tell you something this morning? The world out there does not love you. Do you hear me? They do not love you. They love you for justification of their sin if you'll give it to them. They want to use you. They want to bring you along with them. They, they, they want you to do everything that they do because it makes them feel better about who they are. The world does not love you. The people with depraved minds are all the world. They don't love you. They, they want you to be a part of their lifestyle. They need you simply for the justifications of their sins. We were all once just like them. Every one of us. We were just like them. And I'm not saying that I still might not try to do some of that today. I'm not going to sit up here now like I'm holier than thou. I was just like them. I mean, I was just like that, surrounding my people, surrounding myself with the drug addict, the, the drunkard, you, you know, the filthy mouth person. Because I was around them, I wasn't getting no condemnation. I was just having justification, bottom line. Justification. But then, listen to me, but then God. Hmm. Good, good Father. Not, not because I understood everything. Not, not because I was smart. Not, not because I don't even know the right words to say. But as a 39-year-old adult, when those cell bars go ching, then God. Then God, I had time to get clarity. Still took me three and a half years to get clarity. But because God loved me, and he wasn't going to give up on me, here we are. Not because I understood everything. What happened is I believed what Paul says next in verses 4 through 7. It says, but because of his great love for us, God's great love for us, for me, and for you, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. It is by grace you have been saved, and God raised us up with Christ, and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. 
in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. You know what? I, it, it didn't even dawn on me this morning, his incomparable riches. Can't even imagine what lies ahead in heaven. Can't even imagine the blessings he still has in store for us here on earth today. But think about the blessings of just being in heaven. I used to say, well, if I just get in by the skin of my teeth, I'm happy. You don't get in by the skin of your teeth. That's not how you get in. You get in by knowing Jesus Christ. I just find it amazing that God loved me so much that he would send his son to die for me. That he would do it for me. He would do it for you. It, it, just, it just blows my mind. And, and, I, and I know that, 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 that grace is something that you've got to work out through the faith because we're depending on eyewitness testimony in the Scriptures. We, 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 not gonna, we, we can't see Christ with, with, with his holes in his hands, you know? We, we're not ever going to see the living Christ walk around and do the miracles he done. We're not going to know. We're not going to see him raised from the dead. We just got to go, is it reliable, you know? You got to work through all that. Is it reliable? While we were dead, ignorant, unwilling, and unable to change our condition, God made us alive together with Christ. Hmm. Must be why it's called the good news. Must be why it's called the good news. He made us alive with Christ. Even though we was living, breathing human beings, we were still dead. Then all of a sudden, now you're alive in Christ. So, we, so, so why aren't we sharing the good news? Why, why aren't we really sharing? That's the only thing we leave behind. Is a testimony. The one that accepted Christ because you witnessed to him. I don't like using the word led to Christ. It just seems to take it off the Holy Spirit and puts it on you. You, you know, I, I just don't like that term. I understand it, but I don't get it. I just don't like using it. Because it's not about me and it's not about you. It's about Christ. Share the gospel. It's, it's, it's easy to do. Our God sent His Son to die on the cross, be put in the tomb, and raised Him from the dead. That's all you got to do. Tell somebody. Tell them you believe it. They're either going to know you believe it or you don't. And then we're drawn to Him and He changes our lives. Man, does He change your life. He changes your way of thinking. He changes your, your, your words. He, he changes your walk. He, cha he changes the things that you do. You want to do better all of a sudden. You, you know? You want to do better all of a sudden. It, it really don't make any sense. But that's what, that's what you want to do. And, and when He draws us to... He changes and He forgives. And listen to me. 
Listen to me, Craig Chain. He forgets. Quit beating yourself up. Quit beating yourself up. Miss Terry ain't here this morning, but I said something to her one Sunday, and it has stuck with me. And I, I told her something about how bad I was, and she said, Stop. Stop. Stop putting yourself down. Start being so hard on yourself. Man, that stuck with me. Thank you, Miss Terry. If you're watching today, she said, Stop. He forgives and forgets the sins that we have committed. He forgets about them. I don't know about the things that you've done, but for the things that I've done, that's grace and mercy Paul's talking about. That's grace and mercy. Hmm. We read over in verse 4, because of God's great love for us. Hmm. Who is rich in mercy. He made us. He loves us. When I got thinking about this morning, after I went back trying to redo and scratch and do better, I just finally stopped. I got to think about he made us. He made Adam from the dirt, right? He didn't speak Adam into existence. He made Adam from the dust. And as I thought about that, I thought about Jesus reaching down in that dirt, spitting in that dirt, and rubbing that man's eyes. Love, mercy, compassion. That's what he done to us, right? Once your eyes are open, you're not blind. You're no longer blind. You see. You see. What song I once was blind, now I see. Amazing grace. He made us. He loves us. He wants the absolute best. For you and I. So instead of giving us what we deserve. He gave us Jesus. Hallelujah. Instead of what we deserve. He gave us Jesus. We in no way could save ourselves. Paul said we, could, we couldn't save ourselves. We can't run down here to Walmart. And buy salvation off the shelf. You can't run across the street. And steal it from somebody's house. You can't go to the dope dealer and get some. You, you can't get salvation. It, it, it's the free gift of God. It's, it all comes from mercy, gracious, loving hand of God Almighty. That's where it comes from. We deserve punishment. By grace, He gave us forgiveness. <laughs> we, we deserved the consequences of sin. By grace, he showed us mercy. We deserved wrath. By grace, he gave us relief. We deserved hell. But by grace, <laughs> he ushers us into heaven, right? Hmm. We deserved misery. By grace, he gave us hope. We deserved guilt and shame. By grace, he gave us glory and honor. Quit beating yourself up. We deserve damnation. By grace, He gave us deliverance. Stop living in the past. Be delivered. <laughs> so everything, 
everything that we actually deserved, every, all the punishment and wrath, God's wrath that we, that we actually deserve, God extended to us grace and mercy through Christ. I think sometimes we, 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 we think about the cross so much and we hear it so much at church till it's just another story. And it has no real deep impact in our lives. I think we get complacent and cold to that sometimes. He extended us grace. So, so, you know, how can we actually be saved from the things that we deserve? If we can't do it, I, I, know, I know most of us men in here are fixers. We want to fix everything. Sometimes you just need to shut up and listen, right? She's shaking her head, yeah. So how can we be saved from the things we deserve? Paul says we're saved by grace through faith, not from ourselves. We can't buy it. We can't steal it. Like I said, it is the free gift of Jesus Christ. Paul tells us over in Romans 10, 9, he says, If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Pretty simple. See, Jesus was enough then. Newsflash, Jesus is enough now. And Jesus is enough for tomorrow, and he's enough for eternity. It's not something from the past. It's from now, forever. He's enough. It is not the gifts of the Spirit that saves us. It's not the rules, the, the traditions, the, 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 the regulations or of the church that save you. Nothing to do with it. Glad we're all here. I'm glad we can all come fellowship and we can all come worship God. But sitting in this church is not going to save you. Me standing on this up here preaching is not going to save me. It's simply Jesus. It's only Jesus. Who's got one of the shirts on? Who's got one on? Stand up. Stand up. Jesus. Y'all say it with me. Y'all know it's Jesus plus nothing equals everything. You don't need to add nothing to him. You just need him. Jesus himself told us. He told us over in the Sermon on the Mount. To beware of sheep's and wolf's clothing, right? And then you get on over into, in, 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 into chapter 24 of, of Matthew. Verse 24, he, he warns us again. He, he said, here's, here's how he put this. And he's talking about it in the later days. And I feel like he's more into the revelation period when he says this. But I just want to put it in here for today. He warns us, he says, for false messiahs and false prophets will appear, uh, appear and, and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. I'm thankful that we get up here and we have a prayer time 
for people and you sit in for people and you sit in for yourselves. But there's too many people flocking to healing churches where they're waving a coat over and they fall out on the floor because they've been deceived. Hmm. There's too many people flocking to churches because people are getting slain in the Spirit. They're being deceived. People are always looking for signs and wonders and miracles and the, the next popular or big thing. What happened to the sign and the wonder and the miracle being a life changed by Jesus Christ that you actually see? I mean, what do you need? If Jesus was walking through that door, you wouldn't recognize him. If you did, we'd probably run. Right? What do we need? Why don't we keep looking for the next big thing? We have Jesus. See, we make things difficult, don't we? It's us. It's mankind. We want to put all these different rules and regulations. We have so many stinking denominations. Nobody can agree that all we really need is Jesus. Right? I mean, if you... Why is there so many churches in Morehouse? Because we don't agree on nothing. Personal preference, whatever. They won't put personal preference over Jesus. Instead of just relying on the Son who said, I am the way, I am the truth, I, I am the life. He says, no one comes to the Father except through me, right? Pretty dead blame simple. Pretty simple. And see, once we finally make that decision to follow Christ, hmm. once we decide to believe that He is who He says He is, And we by faith accept Him as Lord and Savior. He should make a difference in your life. If He makes a difference in your life, something changed. If He don't make a difference in your life, nothing changed. I don't know what, I don't care how many prayers you pray, how many times you've been dunked. If nothing changes, nothing changed. I don't even know where I was on the verses now, y'all. Verse 8 says, For it's grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it's a gift of God, not by works, not that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared for us in advance. See, now that we have the, 
the loving, gracious, convicting Holy Spirit after, after accepting Christ, <laughs> and we've confessed Him, Lord and Savior, and asked for forgiveness, and, and our relationship is restored as I was as a, I don't really know. I hate the word backslidden too. I was lost as a goose, I believe. I just going to go on and say it. I don't care how, many, how old I was and how much I didn't understand. I was lost as a goose. I'll just say it. But then as we grow in Christ and we continue our walk, and what happens is we strive to be more like Him. As we study the Word, we try to be more like Him. As we study the Proverbs or, or whatever, we try to do better with His help because I can't do it on my own. I can promise you that. What happens, we will do the good works that Paul's talking about here. We will start to do the good works. You know, those works could be a variety of things, y'all, from cleaning the toilets to vacuuming the church floor. Nobody likes to hear giving our money, you know, <laughs> paying your tithes. It's all kinds of different good works. Let's just talk about being exactly what God just did for us with grace and love and mercy. Let's just cover that. Let's just cover that area. Hmm. If he loved us enough to do all that for us, shouldn't we extend that same love, grace, and mercy to others? Should we not? we're truly saved, we should show the evidence of Christ that is living within us, the evidence of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, not fruits. Everybody wants to say fruits is where they separate them. One fruit. One. Galatians 5, 23, 22 and 23. Oh, no, we don't read them, do we? If you're saved, you should have the evidence. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. See, there's no law against none of that. There's no law against being nice. There's no, there's no law against loving one another. There, there's no law against respecting each other, Right? When I think of joy, I, I, I don't mean to put in, not thinking about anybody, but I think of Andy. Lord, he always, always smiling, always happy, even with what he's going through. Joy, evidence. We should have all of these as followers of Christ. We don't like that list. We should have them all. Now, some areas may need a little work. We've got to work on some areas. I get it. But the evidence of every one of those should be present. 
They should be present. Not everyone has the same gifts, but everyone should have the same fruit. We need to stop, we need to stop looking at, at the gifts as a salvation and start looking at the fruit as evidence of your salvation. I think it was a while back, Joy said something up here one day about uh, uh, gifts, salvation being hijacked by gifts. Stop depending on the gift to look for your salvation and start looking at your fruit. That's what we need to do today. Look within ourselves, search within our hearts. Is your fruit rotten? Hmm. Have you been saved through faith by grace? Or have you just been working yourself to death to try to get salvation? It's tiring. It's tiring. Been there. It's tiring. Took three years. It's tiring. Hmm. If your fruit is rotten, Miss Penny, I think you can come on and go. I'm about ready to close. If your fruit is rotten, <laughs> the same God we talked about in this Bible that's outdated is the same God that's here to offer grace today. It's the same God that's here to offer mercy, here to offer forgiveness, here to offer eternal life. You can be forgiven. You can be restored. It, it, he's sitting there going, waiting patiently. Right? That's what he's doing. Waiting patiently on you. It's really the only thing you have to do with any of it. Maybe you here and you have it. Never accepted Christ. Maybe none of this even makes sense. Maybe you don't even understand anything I've said today. Thank you for being here anyway. Maybe you're sitting here and you're thinking, there's no way possible that I can be forgiven for what I've done. Maybe that's you today. If that is you, I want to share this set of scriptures with you. And I want you to listen. Read, listen. Romans 3. 23 through 26. It says, For all have sinned. I have sinned. You have sinned. We have all sinned. And fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of His blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate His righteousness because of His forbearance He had left the sins 
committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to discriminate, to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Simple. Takes a lot of faith to believe, but it's simple. I can't I can't explain to you the peace that it will give you today. If you're lost and you're needing Christ and you come to Christ. I can't explain it to you. But when you read them verses, you cannot commit enough sin that God cannot forgive. The blood that was spilled out on Calvary was the atonement for our sins. Nothing you have done that Jesus will not forgive. That was the whole purpose of the death and the resurrection. That was the whole plan from the fall of the garden. If you need Jesus today, don't delay. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. If you need Christ today, maybe you just need to come and say, yeah, I need to work on some things. Whatever God's telling you to do today, you do it. Father, I, I thank you today that it's paid in full. That salvation is already paid full in full for whoever will accept it. So many different religions around the world. But my God was raised from the dead. Makes all the difference in the world. I can't thank you enough for the life that you've given me. I can't thank you enough for the, for the spirit that indwells in me. And I, I can't thank you enough for keeping my family intact through all the years of my ignorance and my blindness. Father, today, help each of us search ourselves, search our hearts, and search our fruit. Because we all need you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.